All right, and we are back, episode number 17. Yes, sir. Is that correct? It is. 16 was Luke Rockhold? Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable, man. So we are getting these things going, and good podcast today. I think we have some good stuff to talk about, big news, um, and stuff that I can actually chime in on, you know? Yeah. Give some experience and uh, insight. You were one of the first ones there, so. Yeah, and obviously we're talking about uh, Cormier versus Stipe. And, you know, Daniel being my teammate. And then, obviously, the next season of Tough, featuring all undefeated fighters and coached by Cormier and Stipe. Yeah. Then fighting uh, UFC 226. Yep. So, obviously, for the heavyweight title. July 7th. Oh, yeah. Little little while away. Yeah. yeah, it's like six months, huh? But We'll be there, though. Are we going? Yeah, why not? We'll say we are. Is that the World Series of Poker? We always plan to. That, that's the end of the World Series of Poker, so the... The World Series of Poker will be all of June, and I think the main event will be through right there, July. So, like, run that. Well, that don't they have November nine? That well, that's the final that's table. The final table. <coughs> well, you might be in that. So, yeah, clear your <laughs> schedule, buddy. We'll just uh, hopefully there's no game on the actual seventh night, and we'll watch the fight, and then I don't know how far the U.S. or the uh, World Series of Poker goes into July now. It used to be primarily june and then the beginning of july i don't know like how far well, it's been like what did you uh, years since i've been there what did you do the twenty five hundred dollar buy-in and finish 12 it was it was twenty five hundred players um i i paid fifteen hundred actually and i was sponsored by full tilt poker so did they pay half too or? yeah so full full tilt poker would sponsor me into the events so they would sponsor me in whether it's a ten thousand buy-in fifteen hundred buy-in two thousand buy-in or i can pay myself and get all the money and then what would happen is if they sponsored me and paid the money, I would have to split my winnings with them amongst many other perks I had with Full Tilt yeah. until Dude, they crashed and we lost everything. I made money off your Full Tilt. You remember that? I don't want to talk about that whole thing because that, that was one of the roughest financial parts you were doing all right. of my life. Do you remember uh, when Full Tilt went down? Some that, of those big games we played when you, when you, when you uh, injured your knee? My knee, yeah. We are doing... Yeah, we were doing like big games. God, I, I want to say, but it didn't. It's gonna sound pretty douchebag. Yeah, we won't say, but it, I was playing some pretty high stakes. But I will say, <laughs> <laughs> so the one you were talking about was uh, I played uh, the World Series of, of Poker. One of the games was a fifteen hundred dollar buy-in. Of course, I paid myself fifteen hundred bucks, mm. and I think there were twenty five hundred and sixteen players. Shit, and I got tenth. Now that sounds great. We have more subscribers than that. That's right, and that sounds great and all, but let me tell you, I was sick for like two days over that, because um, that's if anyone knows about poker, that is the bubble for the final table, of which it would have went up. I made like thirty-four thousand or something. It would have went up to like fifty, sixty thousand just to last one more person. Do, do they pay you in cash? Uh, yeah. Actual straight cash, so. homie. Really? No, 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 no. I think they gave me a check. How do you not know? Shit, I don't know. I can't remember, That's dude. A pretty significant part, I would assume. In Hopefully this is working right. Uh, in your financial life. I think they gave me a check. I think it was from the World Series of Poker. and Or they didn't know the casino. I don't, I don't know, dude. They gave me the money. It was 34000 and uh That's nice. It was nice. But I was sick because I was one player from the final table. Let me, let me tell you how bad this was. So I'm sitting there. Some of the AK guys were there, and they were in my... They were railing me, as you call it. Real birds. Dude, I played with Phil Helmuth. I played with Humberto. Didn't you beat him in a hand? Yeah, like we, we were right there when it was like only like 20 players left or something. It was like really getting down to the 
to the wire there, and it was 10 of us squeezed into one table. So it was the final table, but it wasn't the, the final, final table. Yeah. So I remember thinking like, wow, the final table. What was Man, first? I remember first I feel place? So, huh? Remember first place? 600 and something thousand. <sighs> yeah. That's a little better than 30. Yeah. So I remember thinking I was at the, at the, at the final, not the final, but the final table. And um, it was crazy because I was thinking like, man, I mean, I was pretty decent on chips. I wasn't like the low stack. I wasn't at the high stack, but I was, I was sitting okay. I could, I could easily coast into the final table. I remember thinking like, man, poor guy. Who is this poor guy that's going to get busted? <laughs> you. What idiot <laughs> is going to go all in right now unless he's got aces? And it came all the way back around to me, and I'm looking at Ace King suited. And there was only one person left to call, and he was the big stack to my left. And uh, so, I mean, everyone else was out. So it was me versus one other guy. I had ace king suited. You have to believe you're winning this hand. Mm. I mean, the chances are that like it's only you and one other person, and he has a better hand than you. Is, is you have to you have to believe you're winning. And it was one of those things where I mean, I wasn't a short stack, but it wasn't like a race. I mean, you, I felt like pushing and then just taking all the the blinds and getting more money because he would have to assume I'm strong and I would have damaged his stack like big time had he lost his hand remember it, his name? if I pushed. No, it was it was an unknown player, but not unknown, but you know. Well, he is now. <laughs> yeah. He's unknown on he this podcast. He ain't getting no love on this podcast. That's yet. right. Fuck that uh, so, yeah, so I pushed hoping he would just fold. I didn't want to play. Even with ace-king suit, I didn't want to even play. I wanted him to fold, take all the blinds, take everything in there, the annies, and then be really situated for that final table, right? And he calls immediately, like no hesitation whatsoever. We have queens. He had aces. Oh, what a dick! I shit you not. He had fucking aces, and I was like, "Huh." So, I don't know what the percentage is on that. I'm pretty good with percentages. <laughs> well, let's see. You've got one. Yeah, I'm pretty. He's got two. I I'm think pretty. Fourteen percent that you get the other one, right? I think it's like twelve or something. Like it's like such a low percentage. I'm going to straight Which, I mean, out. You don't even know if the other players had a flush. Ace, I know? mean, I had the flush draw. I mean, it, it may have been like fifteen, sixteen, twenty. I don't know, but it, it was a very low percentage. I was going to run the board on this one. And, and, How much and you come push out. in? Do you I can't remember the total. When was this? Oh man! If you look at the World Series at Poker.com, you can look me up and see what. Yeah, I really don't even know. Like it was probably. Because I haven't been able to play because building gyms in Thailand takes a lot of your time. Yeah, heard that. But, uh, yeah, so I pushed all in. He called immediately. So it was when he first called, I was a little nervous because it was fast. But I'm like, I'm good. We're all right. We're not done yet. I got a nice hand. Then he turned over aces. Then I was like, th then you're just like. Is it hard not to cry? You're dying. I mean, you know you have to be saved at that point. Like if you had a turnover ace queen or, you know, pocket like a low pocket pair would have been great. I mean, it would have been something where he's winning. But I would have felt very confident I could hit an ace or a king or a flush or maybe possibly a straight. But when he turned over aces, it's like, that's just the worst hand to see. And sure enough, like... Uh, Do you know what the best hand is? And I will say this, though. By the time the, the river came, there was a chance. Like, I forgot what it was. I think it was straight or something. I was almost straighted out. Like, there was a chance. So on the river, there was a chance I could have still won the hand. So it didn't let me just... All, you know, I wasn't all the way, like, out yeah. where I could have just walked away. It was like, it kept me going through the entire thing and... Yeah, I lost, and I got up, and I was just like, "Good game, guys," and left. And I was, just, and I won thirty-four grand, but I was just sick, dude. Yeah, I was sick because I was like, tw I lost twenty grand by losing that hand, basically. Yeah. And then had I won, like, say, had I stayed in another two or three more players, it'd have been hundreds of thousands. And if I'd have won the tournament, it would have been six hundred thousand. I was playing like a champ. What would that. you have bought if you won that six sixty? I don't know, man. Who knows? That would have changed everything. You know, one little thing in your life oh, can course. change everything. Well, that's not like, a little thing. That's. <sighs> 
half a million dollars different. Well, more. But yeah, man, so it was it was cool being sponsored by Full Tilt Poker. You, you remember those days? I played online all the time. Bruce Buffer played online all the time. We played, man, we played so much poker. I remember man. just being on. You were in California. I was in Houston, and just talking shit to everybody. That was yeah. That was a lot of fun. I had to be careful because I had like an avatar, and they were like, had to be nice. But some of these guys were really assholes on there. But it was yeah. cool, man. We had a fun time. So there's assholes everywhere. Look at the comments we're getting in some of our. Man. Yeah. So speaking of which, <laughs> God, you're getting like death threats right now. If I keep looking at the camera, guys, sorry. I want to make sure this thing is on. We're doing this solo today, so we have one camera angle, and we are literally doing this podcast. Just me and you. Just me and you. So it's like there's no one else. And we contemplate not doing it because, I don't know if you can tell, I'm not shave. We got sunburned pretty bad. Yeah, we have no one else in the room. It's Sunday evening at 7 o'clock in the afternoon. We've had a rough week at AK Thailand. Super, super busy. And we just want to do a podcast. We have some good things to talk about. So we just came in here and we said, you know what? We're going to do it ourselves. And so that's why I keep, if I look at the camera, it's because I'm checking the light, make sure it's on. We've had a lot of uh, problems doing the podcast where things wouldn't record or things wouldn't do right. So I'm just kind of over paranoid, making sure everything's going good and we're not wasting our time here. Um, But going back to that. So yeah, when you start getting death threats, that's weird. And we've had a couple guys on YouTube is full of people that are just such idiots, right? They're just trying to be funny. They're being stupid. And that's, you know, I don't mind the funny ones. Yeah. You know, make fun of my shirt, my face, whatever, all the things i've done but um <laughs> you know it's this one guy something i should die and I'm it's like, rare wow. do we haven't had any we've had hardly any negative feedback which is incredible to me because i thought we'd be 50 50 because most podcasts are right yeah. but or a lot of podcasts are but people have been so supportive but we do get those ones and at least they're these i mean these are the ones you don't take serious the ones like yeah uh, who is this guy what's his role die come on really but i just want to clear it said up i had no swag that really bothered me yeah but, but so let's clear it up. So a lot of people have questioned like what Mark's role is on this podcast and go ahead and clarify yeah. kind of what your experience is in MMA, because obviously I've fought in UFC 15 times, Ultimate Fighter season one. So people kind of know a little bit about what I've done. You've been on the podcast aside from being what I and everybody who's hung out with you here and, and knows you thinks is really funny. Uh, what, what is your role here? I just, I'm a fan, you know, like I said, I'm not one of those guys that's going to watch every single fight and you know write it down analyze it and wait outside to get their autographs and stuff like that i mean i've met my fair share through you you know and i mean i love the sport and you i mean i don't did i corner somebody once before with you or something or like you know like i'm knowledgeable about it you know but man some of these people on here we got a fanboy, but i think there's not many people out there that's been as close to the sport as you have i watch it 10 hours a day at the gym you know what i mean it's like I mean, we have one of the biggest MMA gyms in the world for mm-hmm. sure right now, and we're building more starting in March. We're we're going to have the biggest. Are you MMA. breaking that already? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah I'll, I'll break a little news here. Mm. We're literally going to have the biggest MMA fight camp facility gym resort in the world, and uh, so aside from that, but you've been with me for my career for the entire time. You've hung around every UFC fighter possibly that you could yeah. that, that's known me or that's hung out with me. Um, so you're as close to the sport as you Except- can possibly get without actually fighting. So who better? to share their opinion on things, yeah. you know, than you. And and then, of course, we know each other and have that, that chemistry and that yeah. dynamic of knowing each other for 23 years. And just like a fan of anything. I mean, I there's some fighters I don't really care for. Yeah. You know, there's some that I love. You know, I mean, obviously, no secret. Me and Holly Holm, you know, have a special bond. She doesn't know this. But she, no, 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 no. Right, of course. We get were that so clear. close. We were so I'm going to get that clear before this. You introduced me to her coach, her friends, her husband, or whatever, and I could never meet her. Damn yeah. you. But, I'm um, scared, dude. 
I don't know what's going to happen. Gonna, yeah, I'm you might hug grab her, her or something. <laughs> be one of those crazy fans gets beat up by our bodyguards or something. Yeah, I'll be like the Selena situation. Yeah. But, no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like I said, I'm knowledgeable. And I, I just like poking fun at some of the dumb shit, you know. It's, but some of these people on this, this internet, man, they, whoo. See, well, I'm like some of them are really funny. Because I'm, and yeah, some see, of them I are like just the total assholes. Ones, you know? <laughs> but the ones are like, I should die and all that stuff. I mean, I'd love it's to. only one comment. That's yeah, yeah, but I've just never had it before. I'm sure, you know, I'm not saying you have, but, you know, I guess now that we're getting all these I've fans, seen that yeah. comment on many people's YouTubes. I mean, there's always that idiot that's like, yeah. oh, that's stupid. Go and die. I mean, they're, they're idiots. I mean, come on. I mean, watching I like podcast. to tell that guy something about his mom or his girl he didn't know about, you know, but <laughs> but you're teaching me to refrain myself. I'm trying. But, you know, the thing about it is you can have your own opinion. And that's a good thing about being in your position is you can share your opinion and who cares what people think. Mm. And the bottom line is they're not sitting in, in the couch where you are right now. They're sitting at home. You have a voice to, to, mm. to air your opinion. And if they don't like it, they don't have to watch. I mean, we're honest. You know, that's the one thing about it. We're an honest show. Uh, I have a 30 years well, of martial arts experience. You're, you've been with me since my entire UFC career. So it's like, who better to give an honest opinion on these headlines and, and news and things that are going on? And if people don't like it, then they don't like it. If they do, they do. And, and, and we're not, just, you know, not just to shit on the comments, but there are some really good ones too, though. Yeah, know? of course. Like these guys, uh, actually, should we drop the winner? Yeah, actually, let's do that. Let's get a winner for us. Yeah. We, we've caught up on all the winners for um, yes. every episode up until the Luke Rockhold one. And you're going to go ahead and pick the winner for that while I drink this Red Bull. And we are not sponsored by Red Bull, but I'm going to drink it anyway. God, if we were sponsored by Red Bull. Because, man, it gives me energy. It gives me the, wings. Is that good? All right, actually, so uh, I, th I believe this is our first uh, female winner. And it's uh, Alexandra Prado, I believe is how you say it. But uh, my whole family loves Mike and Mark. You guys are the best. That wasn't real hard to pick that winner. I mean, <laughs> nice. she's got a good point. But the fact that her whole family, which means she watches it with her family. Yeah. And that's that's cool, you know. Some of these comments, man, I, I stay up, you know I stay up late at night. Yeah. I'm up till, I go to bed sometimes four or five in the morning. Sometimes I'm yeah. up when you get up. Yeah. And then I'm at the gym by 11, barely. Because I got to get there before you. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm up to you're, you're up still work? I thought, it was like, fuck. But man. sometimes I'm just reading comments and like, I'm doing my emails, but I'm reading comments. And I try to respond to as many as I can. But like, wow, man, it feels good to see some of these comments like that. That um, guy that uh, defended us, remember that? Oh, yeah. That people were talking shit. They're like, dude, that's my favorite song. I sing it to my wife. And I'm like, that's a little much, but I appreciate it. You know, there's so going on the, the jingle for the for the uh, podcast. We went 50 50, not even 50 50. Most people like the jingle. I think what we dissected down was people don't like the Swickatine, Swickatine, Swickatine. The, the which, extension of it. Yeah, I understand. I mean, that was a, a funny thing I did back in my career. I get we shouldn't like let that live on forever. But <laughs> so. <laughs> If everything goes as planned and we can get this edited tonight uh, and get it all done and wrapped up and posted, in the beginning of this episode, you should have seen the new beginning jingle. So let us know what you think. It's the same as before. We're just basically saying, yeah, after podcast, we just go to music and, uh, and then fade it out. So we don't boy, have to do the swickatines, wickatines. My boy Danny Buenetong coming through again for us. Yeah. So, and we got a great, speaking of things coming up, but we got a great commercial for uh, AK Thailand. I noticed on Reddit especially, and then the Underground Forum, some of these other uh, comments on YouTube and stuff, everybody's asking for a tour of the gym. And we're going to one-up you. We have a, a really, really good commercial. Um, Dana White helped. Um, we also went and found Tell the, uh, a two-time Emmy Award-winning uh, filmmaker who's actually going to be making the commercial for us. He's actually making it right now. In fact, I should have my rough already two days ago, so I'm hoping it comes in today or tomorrow. 
my first rough, <clears throat> but we're doing a full commercial for the gym and you will be able to see everything that we have at this time. Now, I emphasize this time because this week, starting tomorrow, Monday, we are bulldozing and starting uh, to develop the rest of the land, which is two thirds of our land. We haven't even developed yet. And we are building a rec area starting this week. So within two weeks, we will have a basketball court, an AK Thailand basketball court. I can't wait. And it will have beautiful scenic views of the mountain and the jungle. Um, and then following that in March, I think hopefully by mid-March, we're going to start building a two-story Muay Thai area. And this is my pride. And, I mean, this is like well, the thing I'm the most excited tell about. Tell why we need this. We're running out of room. Yeah. I mean, if you, look at the, if you look at our Instagram and our stories, we are packed. We are really getting packed. And we need more area to train people. And a two-story Muay Thai at the top of our land, which has actually higher elevation, you can actually see the ocean from the second floor. So you can actually see the ocean, the islands from one area or from one side. From the other side, you see the mountains, which is beautiful mountainscape with like, you know, depth of jungle between, you know, the gym and the mountains. Then you can see the gym on the other side. So it's like, that's going to be our VIP think, uh, Muay Thai area. For these guys that um, follow us on Instagram where they should, I'm going to go get some shots of that tomorrow, probably. Yeah. The okay. view that you can see. So. Yeah. Check us out uh, on Instagram at, at AK Thailand. That's all you got to do. Um, what we did was we we built or we, we didn't build, but we put albums together of the stories, so you can actually you can actually find out almost everything about the gym just by going to these albums. Yeah. So we have countries, which we just started a couple of days ago, and we've already got like twenty, sixteen, eighteen, yeah, something yeah. like that, twenty. So what we're doing is we're interviewing people. We're not interviewing, but we're ha we're showcasing people that are training at AK Thailand right now and where they're from. So it could be Sweden, Iran, uh, Denmark. Russia, we got Austria, Taiwan, so many different countries because we want to show that there's so many people at our gym right now from all over the world that came for, you know, for AK Thailand. So we have an album specifically catered to just people from different countries. We have the flag and they talk about where they came from. We have an album of testimonials. So customers basically saying what their thoughts are of training at AK Thailand. So Some you funny can, stuff in there too. Yeah, so you can kind of see what it's like. To, to train there um and then we also have celebrities of course all the celebrities that came and trained at AK Thailand we still have a lot to add to that album but obviously Dana White and Mark Hunt and Luke Rockhold and uh, Mikael our new uh, Russian comedian we'll talk about in a minute uh and, and many other celebrities that came to AK Thailand and uh, Gina Rodriguez one of our favorites wow. when she was on uh <clears throat> did you do the one when she was on Ellen or? uh not Ellen but it was the one with uh, Ryan Seacrest and wow. Kelly Ripa and she's always going on these big major talk shows in America and boosting up AK Thailand. She How loves cool the gym. That? And she texts us afterwards and like she's part of our family. So she's awesome. And she's a, a um, she was supposed to come back. Sucks. Yeah. December, Which, I mean, she's shooting her schedules like crazy. Yeah, or the, or the she's show. a golden globe winner. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's Did a, you see a rap battle. Uh, Gronkowski. No. Nah. And know, I've seen a rap battle you know before. Maybe, maybe, maybe that who would, I don't know him. That's no, I know him, but I don't know like much about him. No, he's NFL. So I probably saw that and just didn't Patriots. know who, who it was. Yeah. Oh, Patriots. Yeah. They're in the news right now. Why is that? Well, I do know. <laughs> I do know that they're in the Super Bowl. That's, that's What sport is that? Uh, <laughs> football, I think. I will admit, man. Football you, Americano. Your other sports game is pretty pretty. That's terrible. why you're here, too. It's yeah. not just MMA, man. You keep me in line. Like, we have Dan on the, on the show. You can, like, you know, move into the, I want to go head-to-head -head with him about his Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. I love basketball. That's, why, that's why we're putting the basketball court in there. And that's my finally something for me. Because y'all know damn well I'm not going to train. It's just for, funny that I know nothing about other sports but still beat you at basketball. That's incorrect. 
That is incorrect. Guys, we're going to show you guys on Instagram, and we'll put videos on our YouTube channel that will show you that I literally can beat this guy That's at impossible. horse. And, I, and horse, horse is just an easy game that I can play. No, because I, I don't know all the other rules. Your old home court with that shitty-ass backboard, that's how you cheated. You shot every... Because you shot it off the backboard. It didn't give. It didn't bounce off it. It stuck and then went straight down, no matter how hard you threw it. It's a backboard, not a back trampoline. It's not supposed to give. It's supposed to give. That's the point. Oh, well. You, and it doesn't matter. I didn't go to the store and say, hey, can I get one of those backboards that don't give because I'm going to beat my friend. Because <laughs> they wouldn't have believed you. It's not a master plan. Oh, I just you, went out there and beat you. Every oh, and day. what? I wasn't allowed to shoot threes because your elbow hurt. Dude, I'm a I fighter, bro. Dribble. And my elbows. I got okay, five well, elbow like, surgeries. Okay, look, I wouldn't let me I dunk. I can't throw from the back. You wouldn't let me dunk. I'm not six foot eight. Me neither. Well, neither one of us are then. But I'm definitely not <laughs> even as close as you are to six foot eight. I'm six five. There you go. That's close enough. I'm six one. I can't dunk, but I can beat you at horse. That's all I'm saying. And do you remember when we went and played at the wreck? And what is it? The wreck. The YMCA or something. And you got picked in front of me just because you were a fighter. And I'm like, you guys picked the worst fucking basketball player you could. <laughs> I probably won that game too. You, no, 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 no. I guarded you. So you were shut down pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't know how but we... thank you for building that for me. So that's. So anyway, yeah. I'll, uh, I'm going to be spending a lot of time out there. What's good for it's good for the guests to get some sun and like you know we're gonna build some like pull up mm. bars and dip bars so our alpha males and can know, get I, out there and like show off and do their pull ups and, and I actually that. want to too so I can get some sun at the same time if I can mix my workout with getting some tan yeah. I'm all about well, that around that's Jim tan right there three. we do laundry uh, we're set dude Cabs are here. we only got one thing to fill the situation Mike the situation that's right fuck that's two quick stuff. yeah um, no man I, I've been driving around Phuket for how long never seen a basketball court I don't even know if they have one here. Well, they're going to. Yeah. Where do we even get a basketball from? We got some shit we got to figure out, huh? Dude, you have everyone. That, let me let me explain how Mark works. We have people that come, that, that actually uh, contact AK Thailand to come train here. They don't know anything about anyone that's at AK Thailand aside from our, our podcast and social media and stuff like that. And before they even come here, they're like friends with this guy. And then he has them bringing us stuff over here. Shout out to Dom brought me uh, olive oil. <laughs> we, get, we get vodka, olive oil, Cheez-Its, footballs, bat. I mean, we get like everything. We've got footballs. And so, so somebody uh, want to send us a basketball? I don't know how he does it, but like he gets people to like literally bring stuff from America, and they do every time. So we'll get someone to bring a basketball unless yeah. we go back. It's not like we go back that often, but fuck, I don't even know where it is. But we got so many people coming in from America and everywhere else. Oh, I mean, I we got Nick Natanui that's going to be bringing a, a ton of football stuff. or whatever from. I got I got some stuff coming in. From France, so yeah, we'll get it. I mean, they, I know they sell basketball goals here, so we'll get one of those. And uh, anyway, it'll be a wreck area for everybody that wants to train AK Thailand. When they're not training, they can go and they can. Uh, I'm gonna wreck you in basketball, and they, and they can uh, play basketball, get some sun. We got to we got to build a gym up, you know, and have a little bit more features to uh, enjoy. A lot of people there, man. Five o'clock on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, buddy. Like we need a new parking area. Yeah. How crazy was that this week? It was ridiculous. We had to move bike just to get, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously it's kind of boring to talk about, but it's just but, how crazy, I mean, fuck, what can we say? Busy as hell. Yeah, so it's cool. Anyway, so a lot of new updates. Uh, anyway, so those of you who are asking about the gym and the facilities and the tour, we will be showing you that very soon. Hopefully we can break it on the podcast first once we get um, this guy to, to finish making the, the final product and, and we'll yeah. hopefully put it on the podcast and then we'll Maybe we'll have a that. podcast out there of you and I playing one-on-one. And you're oh, getting skunked. And, and speaking of uh, other videos that we, we've been putting on our uh, 
our YouTube, we do have other videos. So if you're listening on the audio platform, if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever, check out our YouTube. Um, we definitely have a lot of other videos, mini casts that don't make it to iTunes. They don't make it to SoundCloud or whatever. And they're still good. We get the most views on some of these other videos. Um, How many views? Like Luke talking about DC got like 60,000 or something yeah. like that. Uh, Dana White had one. I forgot which one was 80,000. So, so we're getting a lot, um, you know, chopping them down a little bit. And then also stuff that has nothing to do with the podcast, like me going into the snake pit. With <laughs> that is so dumb, dude. <laughs> and uh, and then me sparring with uh, uh, Mikael. I don't want to mess up his name. It's Gulistan. Gulistan, yeah. I don't want to mess it up. Apparently, I mean, the dude He's is hilarious. super famous in Russia. We don't speak Russian for shit, but he was still funny. That's so big enough to get by. That's it. But but this Mikhail, he he is he's like the Kevin Hart of Russia. Like this I'm dude sure is he's seriously. He's like seven point five million followers on Instagram. I mean, people were coming to the gym when we started making stories because mm -hmm. we, we we spent the day fishing, and we went out in the the bay. We fished all day. <laughs> seven dudes. We caught one barracuda, or what it's was it? A, a mackerel. Spanish mackerel. mackerel whatever yeah. it was. We caught one mackerel. And well, I don't eat seafood anyway. And then we ate like a bunch of, I ate chicken. Yeah. I went on a boat, fished all day and ate chicken. Chicken uh, of the sea? Because half the barracuda, they, they made sushi out of. I don't want that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a sushi guy, but I definitely don't want like bloody barracuda or not barracuda. I don't barracuda, eat seafood for mackerel. shit. And if I'm going to, like if I'm dying and I have to, it's going to be cooked. Or tuna or something. It sounds more like or not, not common. Something that doesn't look like, anyway, <laughs> I just did. But anyway, so that. Uh, Thank we, you for taking us out there, by the way, guys. The, the big. So we, we, we got to go and uh, spend the day on the boat, which was incredible. And then we had this, this Russian comedian actor who's one of the m most famous actors and comedians in all of Russia, uh, Mikhail. And he, uh, I mean, you watch this guy on YouTube. He's performing in front of Putin and stuff. I mean, this guy's like literally one of two of the most famous actors and comedians in all of Russia. And he's, he's a mutual friend through friends of ours that, that come to AK Thailand all the time. We're back and forth from Russia to take a thailand and uh so we're out there on the boat with this guy all day long and you know we didn't understand everything he said but he was really funny he's really animated he is really kind of like that jim carrey um what's what i'm looking for here like humor that's using his body well i know he just doesn't care term. yeah yeah makes i just fun can't of think of a word but so he uh he called out khabib and i gave him the khabib uh headdress yeah. and and he uh he called out khabib in the, in the showroom and and then me and him had a little sparring match, which he put his, on his Instagram. Actually, on his Instagram, I got like 2 million views. That's fucking incredible, dude. That's a lot of people saw it. I got like 130 or 40,000 on mine, but man, he... Can we put it in here and show them? Yeah. So what we'll do is we can show that right now. So for you guys that aren't on the audio platforms, uh, you're lucky because you'll be able to see this little little sparring match between me and, and Russia's Kevin Hart. And uh, I don't remember who won. Yeah, <laughs> It was close. <laughs> I like the part where I levitated him and then just dropped him, and he just like like <laughs> like a like a bag of potatoes, just right under the floor well, of he the was uh, four foot nine Who the ring. Anyway, so okay, so if you're watching on YouTube, we'll play it right now. If not, guys, uh, head over to the YouTube. You can check this out. And actually, it's a video on YouTube. You don't have to even come to the podcast, which I hope you do. But we actually we, we actually have its own video, so you can actually just watch the video of us sparring. But it's actually pretty funny. So we'll play that right now. All right, go. Ломай его полностью, брат, говно. Не сломал, сломал. 
Okay, so there you have it. Um, that was funny, man. That that was funny, and 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 to the Russians and Russian speaking demographics, they loved it. They love this guy. You know, yeah. he's he's amazing. So uh, yeah, there was that, and then like I said, we have other videos like the snake video where we had some very big VIPs in, and so I got into the snake pit and Stupid. used your cap, right? Yeah, this one I'm wearing. It's probably got venom on it. Dude, be careful. They actually, I, I know milking it's not the right term because I don't think you can milk did. a snake. Or a bull, by the way. Well, I like how they milked the snake after I went in there and let it strike What is it called when they get that venom out of the teeth? Milk like, it. There's no way. It can't be called milk. 100%. Milk's when you do. Well, they don't do that with, with a, a fangs. With a, with a teat or a breast. No, they don't milk its teats. No, but they, so that's why it's not called milk. They milk it. Guys, if we're wrong about this, leave a comment. But I guarantee you it's called milking. Guarantee I'm 99% you it's not sure. called milking. 100%. So anyway, go ahead. So <laughs> I get into the, the snake pit. You give me your hat so I don't no. die. And I let the snake strike at me. Because I'm an idiot. I mean, come on. I've been in there a bunch of times, but that was pretty close. The second strike was real close. Um, explain the gentleman that worked there that was holding all the snakes. Yeah. How many fingers did this guy have? I don't know. Maybe like four and yeah. two were wooden. And, and I'll say. <laughs> two were wooden. Yeah, and I'll say. He had so many scars on his like body. And, and I guess when a cobra bites you, it like melts your skin. It looks like he just got burnt like by acid well, that's what, everywhere. Like a, his fingers and yeah, all. Yeah, that man. didn't help me, man. He looked like the guy at the stadium with the big foam finger. Yeah. That was just him. Like, he couldn't help it, you know? He was bad, man. He could only like, pick you up at four. You know? And I'm not like, you know, I get people are going to be like, oh, man, these poor snakes, they live a horrible life. You shouldn't go in there and support that stuff. But it's like they're fucking snakes. And, like, people kill snakes all the time. These snakes kill things all yeah. over the island. We didn't make boots out of them. We didn't kick them or, like, beat them up. And they're being fed. People have pet snakes in their house in these little bitty cages like this. It's like, it's not like a support you know confining animals but if we're going to be at a snake show with vips and you know you pay the guy enough and he lets they you in there harmed at all it was entertaining for me to go in there and almost and die for what's you. crazy is they would actually remember go into their own box like yeah they would i don't know i guess i don't speak thai i don't know what they told but the i'll say though when you look down at a cobra and it's looking right back in your eyes that's a scary ass feeling dude you can f literally fill your heart well, like I bet. yeah well, thing can kill you I know, and you 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 think about that. That's the point. Huh. Yeah, that's, I'll knock that off the so list. Anyway, of things I'll never do. Yeah, we've done a great job about talking about everything that we plan to talk about for the show. We have not covered a single topic so far, guys. Yeah. We are the worst at covering yeah. topics and, and ending the show. So, the point of the show was, <laughs> should we talk about Cormier? Maybe we talk about the whole point and not everything. But well, um, let's start with the our congratulations. Okay, let's do it. I mean, congratulations to you, buddy. Congratulations to you. All right. That was a weird handshake, but fuck it. Let's, um, let's tell everybody why we uh, just congratulated each other. We have hit the exact number, I think, is 1,061,000. I mean, I think. It probably went up 4,000 while we were I didn't talking. just look five seconds yeah. ago. I, I, think, <laughs> I think something like 64,168. Well, no, but the but thing so is. Over a million. And we literally started it July 23rd. Six months ago, three days ago. Yeah. Wait, no. Today Six is months the, and three days. Technically. The 25th. Well, the 25th was the first time we ever did a podcast. Right. The 23rd is when we started. No, like, it was upload. First time we uploaded one. So our channel was born. The first time people could actually see a video was the 25th of July. We got a million views. And it's the 27th, right? Yeah. Of January. So we've been six months in, two days over, and we've hit a million, a million views, 64,000. Yeah. So not only do we hit a million views a couple of days ago, actually, we blew past it. I mean, it's not like we're a million, one thousand, a million, yeah. two thousand. A couple days later, 60. we've hit sixty-four thousand views since then. You'd think we'd have a sponsor by now, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should like ask for sponsors. Maybe that's isn't that what you do as a podcast? Yeah, you, you're like, supposed to get sponsors. I mean, we, we've totally we've got Apple products. Dynamic. 
Lamborghini, I think you would take as a sponsor? I'd take a Lamborghini. That's my dream car. Is it wrong that I would take Jack Lynx just because I want some beef jerky? It is, yeah. I think Slim Jim. A million views, dude. We've passed up Jack Lynx, dude, like <laughs> getting free jerky. Yeah, we're beyond jerky <laughs> now. Now we want, uh, who's that celebrity that sends steaks out? Oh, I'll take a steak. George though. Foreman? I'll take a steak. I don't think he flies out here, but. But, uh, yeah, we might should think about getting sponsors. So, yeah, if you want to sponsor us and, like, have us, like, where you're. Speaking of which, uh, I'm a huge fan of The Rock. Oh, Jesus. I'm not sponsored by him. But I'm a huge fan, so I'm going to rock his shit today. You're going to rock the rock shit? I'm rocking the rock shit. And I wear it when I work out all the time. Gives me extra motivation. You're going to do it when Luke Rock holds We've here? met a couple times. You and the he's, rock? He's commented on the old Instagram. He had. And oh, you were jealous. God. You were jealous when he commented on my Instagram? I wasn't jealous. I was just sick of hearing about it. <laughs> no, you were jealous, dude. I fuck. I was proud of you, man. That's pretty cool to have the rock. Like, I get yeah. excited when Chuck Liddell likes my post well, on I, Instagram. I, I met him a couple rock. times, and like he trains. He knows Jay Glazier, obviously. He trains in L.A., but... Uh, I commented on one of his posts, which was on his page, and I just said, great show, Ballers, one of my favorite shows, hands down. It's one of the best shows on TV. Um, and then he went back to my page and commented on my latest picture, which was pretty cool because he could have just like liked the, the comment or replied to it. And he was like, uh, been, you know, been following you in Thailand. You're doing good. Good job, champ. Something like that. Oh, Whatever it was. but like, Oh, like you don't have it tattooed on your it's arm. It's on my wall. Yeah. I framed it. But it's like, yeah, he's the man, dude. He's He works so hard. And it's like he's an inspiration because, man, he's just such a – he's an athlete, but he works so hard. He works out every day. And I know how hard that is, man. After a full day of work, even at the gym, you know, it's hard for me to get that one hour in yeah. or that hour and a half in at the end of the day. So, But he, he works out really hard. He, he's constantly doing projects, movie after movie, show after show. So, huge inspiration, man. So if I can, if I can support him and wear his his gear, I'm gonna do you, it. Uh, you said ballers, which by the way, you completely stopped watching with me and watched on your own. Yeah, which I, I can't help it. But but um, you know what show might be good? Hmm. The Ultimate Fighter, the undefeated. That's season. right. So what you're saying is we should get back on track. I think, yeah, we. Should, I mean, we're gonna talk four <laughs> hours about The Rock and Holly Holm. We can yeah. go on and on. At least mine's a woman that I'm obsessed with. True. So anyway, uh, well, first, Cormier for Stipe. Wow. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. And I and I, I know Daniel. And I haven't talked to him since this whole thing got announced or anything. Um, but wow. I mean, to come up and, and challenge a heavyweight. I mean. Why not? And Kane's coming back, too. So. And Stipe wanted a big money super fight or something, I guess. So yeah, I mean, that's it. Way to get the pound for pound best fighter in the world. I mean, that's I think not Daniel Demetrius Cormier, Johnson. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Cormier's beat everyone. The yeah. only, the only fighter he's lost is John Jones. And yeah, John Jones is arguably one of the best in the world, but unfortunately Tainted. he has felt, you know, he yeah. has felt. So be it that that's the reason or be it, maybe it wasn't the reason. Maybe he would have been the best fighter in the world, even without ever failing a test. We don't know. But as far as clean fighters who competed and never been caught, Daniel Cormier is one of the best that's ever lived. I mean, the guys beat everyone. Not that, um, not that I've seen the show in the last eleven years. Dude, you're on, obviously. Did you know you were on season one? Yeah, I kind of um, remember that. You do? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't see these two like talking a whole lot of shit to each other as some of the coaches do. Buddy, let me tell you something. If Daniel opens up, he's not going to talk shit. Maybe to Stepe. Stepe's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but he has a personality and a half. Oh, it's great. This person, is where he's, he's going to get a spinoff and like live the rest of his career doing yeah. reality shows. He is seriously one of the funniest guys in the gym like bar none his commentating and 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 all the stuff he does for ufc like i've said it before even during the podcast it doesn't do him justice he is actually yeah. hilarious well, even when he did here like he's so funny i mean i get he was doing more of an interview style when we had him on yeah but uh 
But yeah, he's hilarious outside of the gym. I mean, or you know, the few times I've met him, it's not like him and I are hanging out together. He's hilarious. And this is a man, I mean, we'll go back a little bit to 220, but this is a man that's been through enormous highs and devastating lows. I mean, there's a lot of things that's happened to him in his life that a lot of people don't know, right? Things that I probably couldn't get over. Things that I probably... I know know exactly what you're talking about. But things that like, I, I would have a hard time pulling my life together and like even functioning, more or less keeping a smile, joking, pursuing a career and being a champion and being a great father, a great husband. So to, to know that and to, and to really know the details, like, man, he is a extraordinary human being. And like, like I post that picture on Instagram with, uh, with him after he won the belt and he was like on his knees crying kind of, and, uh, you can see Dan in the background looking at him and it's just like such a powerful picture, man. Cause he deserves it. You know, I mean, he really, really deserves great this. ambassador of the sport. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Which, uh, you, since that was 220, do you remember um, Mr. Joe Rogan mentioned you? Yeah. That was, uh, big shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, big fan of his podcast. He's the king. I mean, let's be yeah, real. I mean, He's the king of podcasts. And he has a lot of guests that I'm not as interested in, but I still watch the podcast because he's so good he's at good. it. He's good. Yeah, he's the best. And yeah. and even the guests that like are talking about things I'm not interested in, I just can't help but listen and watch. He's just so good, you know. Um, but yeah, so during the... Ah, the Almeida fight, I think it was. Yeah. A guy, Almeida fought. I guess Almeida trained in Thailand at one of the gyms, and so they were saying how he trained in Thailand. Um, and then Joe Rogan mentioned that, you know, I have a gym in Thailand, a.k.a. Thailand. Give us a nice shout-out. I believe his, the exact words were, uh, Thailand's becoming quite the fact, or the uh, the country to train in or something like that. The place, Phuket yeah, especially. Yeah, quite the place. He's like, yeah, it's loaded with gyms, and uh, a.k.a. Thailand out there run by his old friend Mike Swick. Yeah. It's Aww. like, yeah. Joe's awesome, man. That was really cool of him to do that. That was cool, yeah. I mean, yeah. I got, we got a lot of text messages, remember? Because it was like, oh, they just said you. Yeah. Well, we so, were on the, by the way, we were on the boat during this uh, yeah. this broadcast. So we were getting text messages, and we watched the fight immediately following the boat when your face all burned up. Yeah. We were on the boat, with, boat with Mikael and crew. So we were out catching our one. Uh, Holy mackerel. We only caught one. Mackerel, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, getting back to it. So he had a great fight against um, Volcom and. Uh, you know, he, he did what he does. I mean, he's right. He said they were on the same level, but really they're really not. I mean, I mean, Volcom's coming up and he's going to be a great fighter, but DC's just on that level. And yeah. he didn't even he didn't even get to grind and be himself, right? Now, the Stipe fight, he's going to have to. He's going to have it's to gonna go really. He's going to have to really be himself and grind and, and use everything he's got, jumping up to heavyweight like that and fighting such a tough guy. And then going into uh, the Stipe fight, uh, man, hats off to him. You know, like, I mean, he fought Nganu, and Nganu's a powerhouse. He was coming and, and throwing the leather in the beginning of that fight, and Stipe caught yeah. a few good ones, man, and he landed a few good ones, but he just weathered the storm and kept taking him down, he and the way it. he put pressure on him. Um, the difference, let me just go and break this down, though. If you watch that fight, uh, Stipe put pressure on top of Nganu and, and held him down, shoving him with his elbow into his, the back of his head to put all of his weight on top of him to make it really hard for him to get up and he couldn't get up and he was just exhausted, but he wasn't causing as much damage as he could. The difference between him and someone like Daniel Cormier, Daniel Cormier can put that kind of pressure, not necessarily with that same technique, but cause an enormous amount of damage at the same time. Look at the Volcom. So I think if you look at those two fights, if you see Stipe versus Nganu and Daniel Cormier versus Nganu, I think Daniel Cormier finishes Nganu. I Uh, think. I don't think uh, Nganu's ever gonna fight DC. 
Who? I no. I, I think he finishes Ngannou for sure, especially when Ngannou started getting tired the whole last half of the fight or whatever. Uh, Daniel Cormier would have finished him, I think, 100%. Now, that's not to say how the fight's going to go with Stipe. That's a whole new dynamic and a very interesting fight, and, and it's going to be very explosive. I wish and, it wasn't so far away. Yeah, no, but, hey, we get a full season of Ultimate but, Fighter. And let's talk about that. that, man. Speaking of that, what, I mean, everybody's seen the show. I yeah. get it. You know, I've obviously known you while you were on it, of course. But, like, I never really asked you, like, like, is it weird being on a, having cameras 24 hours? Like, I don't know. Tell me about it. I mean, like, I'm sure they want to know, too. Like, did you get paid? Yeah. To... <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, so, in the beginning, it's weird. Because you're trying to, like, look good in front of the camera and not make mistakes and, and walk good. Even, it sounds weird, but even walking, you want to look good when you walk, when cameras are filming yeah. you, right? Um, but within, like, I'd say a week. You don't care. How long were you there? Uh, I think we did like eight weeks or so. It was a long Holy time. Shit. It was like two months. Yeah, because we had to divide up. Fun fact nobody knows. We had to d divide up the, the show because we had a staff outbreak in the middle of the house because all these dirty fuckers were like training, and then they would come home and then just lay all over everything, not even shower. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say names, but – and then someone would go to – rhyme with Riss Jeebin? <laughs> Riss Jeebin. <laughs> Heffin Honor. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to name any names then. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names. But and so, some of them would actually go to bed. Like, they would go crawl in their sheets. No like, way. You know me from living with me, dude. Yeah. My, my bed is like my sanctuary, dude. You have separate shoes to walk around the house in. I do, man. And I don't think I've ever seen you actually touch the... Con or, no, wait, I will. We have nice white floors. No, I will. But I, I'm, I'm like real... I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of OCD, but like I can I can fix it and not be OCD. But like I am, I have my space. I like my cleanliness and like... Uh, yeah, they would just crawl in their beds filthy, like dirty, and then go train. And they'd come home, take a shower, and go right back in the same bed. So we had an outbreak of staff that was just horrid. Like, it was really it? bad. No, I didn't get it, but it was really bad. And, like, they had to, like, like segregate people. They had to put people in different areas, like different hotels and stuff. The doctors came in. They had people in hazmat suits, I shit you not, Holy shit. come in the house and, like, spray the house. Oh, that sounds fun. Fun fact for tough, yeah. You probably don't know that, but I swear to God, this happened. I don't think they put that on the show. No, and well, you, said uh, you got you, you got paid. So that took time. Yeah, I think the going rate at the time was five. In fact, I'm almost certain it was five hundred dollars a week. Five hundred a week. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's like waiting table money. I mean, dude, just be on a TV show. I was happy though. Well, that's true. And you can understand too. Season one, we were all fighters, right? So it was like all fighters who. Wanted to be in the UFC. It was nobody like looking to be a star and TV personality. Like none of us even really cared about the show. We just wanted to get onto or get into the ultimate or sorry, the UFC. And we all thought that the show was going to fail. Everyone, because everything that tried to make the the sport mainstream up until that point failed. Everything. So we're like a hit TV show. Come on, really? Like no way. Spike. It's not going to happen. But. You know, according to our contracts, we still do get in the UFC if we win these fights or do what they say, blah, blah, blah. So we were more concentrating on getting in the UFC and not being superstars. And, and what you saw was real. Like, it wasn't Chris Lieben and Diego trying to, like, be superstars on TV. That was just real. We didn't even, by that time, we didn't even care about the cameras. We never thought it was going to air. We never thought it was probably going <laughs> to. So just be assholes. We didn't even think about it. Like, we didn't think about it. So we weren't, like, trying to show off to the masses. Was, was there alcohol available yeah, 24 hours? In like, the beginning, in the beginning. One night out with old Kid Rock changed everything. <laughs> Another fun fact about the old uh, Tough Show. They let us out one night where it's like, okay, you guys, go out, have fun, tear it up, do whatever you want. Um, 
and drink. Well, we drank anyway in the house. Some people, I, I didn't, but some people did. And we went to did Kid you drink Rock. With Kid Rock. Yeah, I did. I think I had a couple. So we uh, went to Kid Rock at the Palms. I'm almost certain it was the Palms or it was the Hard Rock. No, it was a Hard Rock. It was a Hard Rock. And uh, it was like VIP. We were on the top little like podium thing and everybody got to go. And I, mean, I can't even tell the stories that happened that night, but it was crazy. And that was the night that you saw all the shit go down in the house. So they left out the part about... Was that when Diego thought he was an alien yeah. or whatever? They left out the part about... Um, we went and saw Kid Rock and got hammered and had a crazy night. <laughs> <laughs> and they just sort of jumped right into like a bunch of crazy fuckers in the house. They just lost their shit, you know? Like, like we were just sitting around watching TV and all of a sudden Diego's getting chased by aliens. You know, Chris is spritzing on people's beds and like, you know, Bobby Southworth is spraying them with water outside. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was all triggered from this Kid Rock concert and everybody drinking too much and getting crazy. Where, where were you that night that Lieben was punching holes in metal gates and shit or i was trying to control him shockingly enough most of the time i want to punch lieben and that was one of those rare times where i'm just like calm down dude and i actually had lieben's uh, back against bobby southworth which was my teammate because i felt like they were being wrong to lieben and yeah. i put my personal issues with lieben aside even though he technically knocked me out it was a tko yeah. for a world title at wc my only loss of the time, um, and I actually was defending him. I was one of the few guys that defended him. I was like, guys, calm down. This, you know. Well, you, when you traveled to uh, Afghanistan, did y'all y'all did together? I, I, went, I went to uh, or Djibouti or I didn't go to Djibouti's Afghanistan just with, fun to with, say. with Chris Lieben. I went to Iraq. I think I think it was Iraq. I think I did so many military tours, but I, I, I think I did Iraq with him. I definitely did Bahrain for sure because we had some interesting stories about that. Are y'all cool now? Are you... Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just... I can probably say we lost Chris Lieben in Bahrain. I, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to say too much. But we had like a scout team out looking for him. Uh, we lost him in Bahrain. Uh, we went through the Middle East. We went through Europe, which was cool, and uh, all like uh, Paris and like all like. There's no military bases. We just cruised through there, um, uh, Holland and some of like the Euro countries, and then we hit some interesting places, but. Yeah, Chris Lieben was interesting. I it's, got to really know Chris Lieben on that on that trip because we took a tour bus most of the time through the like safe areas, and then we we took you know wonder, helicopters and shit through the like dangerous stuff. I wonder where everybody is now. You know, they like, should if follow you, up. If man. You could do that because it was what twelve years ago or yeah, they should no, follow up. Thirteen man. years ago, shit, it's a long know. time. Bro. Thirteen years ago was the first uh, airing, and that was like yeah. a week ago because someone posted on my Twitter. Oh yeah, anniversary. Yeah, Th thirteen years ago. A week ago, around a week ago, was the first air date of the first Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. It's but anyway, so we'll get at. into the new season real fast. I mean, some stories, uh, obviously, well, they're, sharing some they're all undefeated. Yeah. So I think that adds a great dynamic. Well, can I ask you, is it like, are they 2-0 and or like 6-0? and Okay, so I saw the list today, and man, anything from 2-0, and 3-0 to 7-0, and I think there's like a 9 or 10-0. and Oh, shit. And there's a guy named Thailand. His name's Thailand. I shit you not. Where's he from? I th I want to in America, but I think uh, I want to say Texas or something. Really? Yeah, dude. I'm gonna look it up. So yeah, his name is actually Thailand, uh, or that's that's what they have on Bloody Elbow. Um, MikeSwick.com was a little late to report this. Oh, yeah. um, great site though. Yeah, it's, a great, it's an amazing site. But MikeSwick.com is an entertainment site. We're not a news site, so. We do report the major news at mikeswick.com, but mostly we report, or not report, but we showcase the highlights, the knockouts, the submissions, the entertaining, controversial, yeah. entertainment, lifestyle side of things, not necessarily all the news. So Bloody Elbow reported um, 
Yeah, he's a lightweight. Thailand Clark. He's 7 and 0, 28 from Fort Worth, Texas. I like him. So I'm going for that dude because yeah. his name is Thailand. And Texas. Who the hell names their kid Thailand? That's that's pretty sad. And from Texas. Did I, we grew up in Texas and oh. I didn't know Thailand. Well, <laughs> it's not a common name. No. What does he look like? Is there a picture of him? No. He's 7 and 0. We got uh, Alan Zuniga, who's 13 and 0. He's 25 from San Miguel, Costa Rica. Costa Rica? Yeah. We have Bryce Mitchell, who's 9 and 0. Not a bad record. We have Tyler Diamond, 9 and 0 from California. I'm not even going to say it. Jay Cusinelio. Now, he's from Dublin, Ireland. Or no, he's from Malaga, Spain, by way of Dublin, Ireland. So he's probably going to get super famous. And then you I'm know, I could. Uh, must say his name. I could join that cast. I'm undefeated. Oh, stop. Buddy, stop. Anyway, I just want to say this adds a really, really interesting and really good dynamic to the show. So I haven't watched a lot of the Ultimate Fighters, I'll be honest with you. This is Tough 27. Holy shit. So we were one. Well, we don't get it here. I mean, it's not like it's... No, but we can get it. We can watch it. But I just want to say that... Uh, so I was on Tough 1, and this is 27. So it's been 26 seasons. That's... I mean, that's got to be up there for the reality shows. Like, how many reality shows has been around for 27 seasons? Yeah, but it's not like it's... I mean, Real World's probably at 50. Yeah, but I'm, that's one. I'm yeah, saying, like, how many How many have there really been? But there's more than it's not more than one a year, so... I mean, obviously, it has to be. But I'm saying, until they get canceled, like, yeah. how many shows have really stuck around? You got Cops, you got Real World, you got uh, Amazing Race, you got Big Brother. But aside the major shows, like, how many really have stayed around for 27 seasons? Not that many, bro. I can't... Yeah, because it's two a year. Obviously. They did pretty good. Yeah, not a bad concept. I mean, you put guys in a house and they beat each other off, as Dana White said. <laughs> they did beat each other off. That's what he said. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call him on that one. But uh, that's pretty interesting. But let me just explain why I think this is a good dynamic. So Bob Cook always told us when we were looking at our opponents, like we would always, as we we're coming up, uh, whoever it was, whether it's a small show or UFC, they'd send us a name. We'd look it up on Sherdog um, and, and look at their record and. One of the big factors was, have, have they lost? Like, have they lost a fight? Uh, and why that was important was, especially if they had multiple fights, like a lot of fights, why that was important was, is we would always, like Bob would always say, Bob and Hob, they would always say, you know, if they haven't lost a fight, they don't know how to lose yet. And at first you're kind of like, how to lose? You don't have to learn how to lose, right? But you do, you kind of do, right? Once somebody's lost a fight, they kind of know it's okay. Because losing a fight is not the end of the world. We all know that. Anyone who's lost a fight knows that. Um, at the time, it's the, it's the end of the world, right? How many fights do you have before you lost one? Uh, five. Oh. I was 5-0, and oh, and then I fought Lieben for the world title at WC, and he beat me. That was your first loss ever? And, yeah, and somehow, no, I lost as an amateur, but I had like 22 amateur fights, and I lost one of those. And so it wasn't like a lot. Damn. But, but losing to Chris Lieben launched my career because from from the loss to chris lee that got me an ultimate fighter i lost to stefan bonner and the final fight of ultimate fighter and that got me into ufc then i went on a five fight win streak in the ufc so it's like i literally got my start in ufc from two losses back to back right in front of dana so don't give up you know if you if you what, lose it's not the end of the world what did you did you say you weighed 205 on there no i didn't i know you didn't but is that what you said yeah well that's the only choice i had well, look at like like a Florian. <laughs> like I, he didn't say this, but he's probably thinking like I just watched you get beat. You want to be on the show? You're a 205 pounder, and I'm like I'd be a heavyweight. I don't give a shit. I'll do anything yeah. to be on this show. I just lost. I mean, what have I got to lose? You yeah. know, I'm like pressure washing driveways and bartending. What the fuck am I gonna do? You know? How did just kind of curious? I don't know. I, just to go back. I don't know. I'm just kind of 
I don't know. I just really want to know. Like, like just little shit. Like, how did you get food? Did people just brought you. I mean, did y'all go shopping? You couldn't leave. Remind right? me to so. get back on the dynamic because we always get off oh, track. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Remind me to get back. To, remind me about the food, actually. So let me get back to the, the dynamic okay. of, of of being undefeated. Now, what Bob's reasoning was behind that was if you don't know how to lose, you're a tougher fighter because you've never experienced lo a loss. You've never experienced that it's okay. A lot of fighters get broke during a fight, right? So a lot of times when you see these submissions, they're not really submissions. They're like fighters who are broke fighters who want to get out and they give an arm or they give a neck and then they're like oh i just got caught in reality i'd say like a good percentage of percentage or i'm sorry a good percentage of submission victories are people who gave up people who were ready to get the fuck out of there they were getting beat they were tired they were hurt they saw the fact that their opponent was fresh or or stronger than them and they just wanted out so they just gave an arm they gave a leg they gave a neck and, and got you know beat so if you have a fighter who's never been beat you know, he hasn't, he hasn't experienced losing yet and he doesn't want to. So that gives him a little bit of an edge, a little, he's a tougher opponent. So, you know, I get the fact that this is an exhibition, uh, yeah, it doesn't count, you know, the scenario, but at the same time, they don't want to lose, right? There's still fighters who've never lost. So be it an exhibition or pro result, it doesn't matter. They don't want to lose on TV. So I think it adds a, an extraordinary dynamic. I think these guys are going to fight their asses off, and I think it's going to be a great season. I'm going to watch the entire thing for sure. You know, not not just because Cormier, soon, but huh? yeah, I don't know when it starts actually. But this I'm, will be probably one of the better ones in a while. I heard like I haven't seen a lot of them, but a lot of them were yeah. stagnant and stuff like that. Do you miss uh, do you miss the challenges and stuff? Like I used no. to like carry coaches and couches. No. And I begged Dana to end that. I was the I was me. I, I forgot who else was with me, but I was always telling Dan, let's forget these challenges, man. Let's just fight. We're here to fight. I hated him. I almost got, I got almost moved from the show because we were uh, carrying Randy Couture on a fucking sofa at the beach or whatever, the, the lake, Mead Lake or whatever it was in, in Las Vegas. And I tripped on a rock. So tell you how smart the crew was on Ultimate Fighter. The, the sand in front of Lake Mead was covered in rocks, right? Yeah. So what they did to clear that off so it didn't trip was they picked up the rocks and they threw them in the water. Oh. Yeah, but the racetrack was Into down. the water. Yeah, it was down on the beach. Then we had to go in the water and come back. So we just tripped over all the fucking rocks that they threw from the sand. So I cut my, my, my whole leg was cut up. My, my pants were cut up. Everything was cut up. And like, I was like, dude, I want to make it to the end of the show. And like, I don't want to like lose the show because I get cut up with rocks, you know? So eventually they caught on and then, you know, I will say, fun fact too, uh, they never told us we were going to, well, at the beginning, uh, we thought we were going to fight. Then they told us we were going to do these uh, challenges. And then we weren't going to fight till the end. Then midway through, as we were walking into the Ultimate Fighter Training Center, we saw the red and the blue corner chairs being painted. So then we knew. Yeah, it was time. We had an idea like, okay, they're not painting corner chairs unless we're going to fight. And then that, I think that day or whatever, they, they announced, okay, you guys are going to fight. And... Uh, God, you didn't fight forever on that show. I fought the last fight of the show. Yeah. The very last fight. That's crazy. Some people fought three times and stuff or whatever. And yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So you saying they were scared of you? Or? It must have been, man. <laughs> oh, easy. I am. I mean, the smallest. I was smaller than the middleweights when I was in 205. I don't know what the hell they were scared of. But uh, well, going back to what you said about the food, I'll go back to your... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So the food. So when we were in the house, I don't know how they do it now, but we actually got to write down what we wanted, and they got us everything. We could write down steak, asparagus, which yeah. was Diego's top choice. Yeah. Um, 
coconut water, whatever we wanted. We wrote it down on a piece of paper, and the staff went and got it. That's awesome. That's it. And they and then we they, we cooked it, ate it. Did y'all have how many like fridges did y'all have? I mean, it couldn't be just. I just I know this dumb questions, but it was, like, well, we were getting food all the time, and we had like sixteen people in the house, so yeah, like so it, the food was going fast. It was going oh, super fast. But we man. would like order steaks and everything, man, and they would get it. So sorry to hear that. We <laughs> we got taken care of. Yeah, <laughs> I wish we had that here. Yeah. Well, if somebody's gonna send us steaks, yeah, might be disgusting by the time it gets here. Probably would be. Yeah, but if you're watching this in Thailand, <laughs> you want to ship one Got over. Some Australian beef, or a little bit yeah, of Japanese fed. Kobe beef. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, it was good. It was good. I'm curious to see because I haven't seen it a few of the episodes, or sorry, a few of the seasons lately. So I'm curious to see where they're at now, like what house and like well, how it's changed since I've, I've I'm watched it last. Too, since you were making 500 a week or whatever, I wonder what they're making now. Probably not much different. It's got to be something more. I, I mean, mean oh, it's 15 years ago. It's a sacrifice, though. These guys are trying yeah. to get in the UFC. But you still got to pay your bills. I mean, a lot yeah. of them have kids and shit, so it's got to be. It's a sacrifice, though, man. Yeah. Oh, and you. now we got Dana White's looking for a fight. We got the contender show. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get in the UFC. And speaking of which, there's 500 and almost 600 fighters in the UFC active. That's crazy. You know, uh, out of the thousands that have ever been on the roster, do you know what number you are? Top fighter of all time. You remember that show they did? Oh, top fighter of all time. Yeah. Uh, 165? 161 or 160 Some, something. Something like that. Yeah. That's not bad for out of thousands of people, you know? Now, see, most people will be like, yeah, I'm the 161st or whatever it is, best fighter of all time. I dissected that down like by weight class and by like because i was gender because yeah. that was like including females that was including heavyweights that was including like every fighter in every weight class so when you dissect it down to like middleweight and welterweight which came out to about the same it literally pretty much said i was top i think like 20 maybe give or take it's not bad 20th I guess. welterweight or middleweight or 25th or something of all time i like i'll take that stupid shows like that I i'll like take that. that hey when you're me and you're retired and you never had championship, you'll take anything you get. You saw me hang on that sponsor banner, dude. I was hanging on to that with like a death grip till my, my <laughs> fingers were bleeding. I can't believe you didn't get it. Didn't get it? Yeah. What do you mean? That The very first banner that they put up. I thought you were going back to get it when you were in California. Oh, no, I will. We got to get, get it. it. We're going to print it. We're going to print a new one, a replica. That's fine. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. Let me put it in here or put it in the gym. It will hang it right alongside uh, Mickey Work and Tupac right there. Yeah. It never yeah. showed up. Thanks, Mickey. So, Mickey, if you're watching, man, I'm going to have to uh, text you and find out where our Mickey Rourke Tupac signed autograph pictures Which, are. Speaking of Tupac, since we don't ever go off topic, um, yeah. I saw his car that he was killed in for sale today on the Internet. Really? They want $1.5 for that. I think it's a 96 BMW 750 or whatever. Wow. But it's bullshit. They fixed all the bullet holes and they fixed the rims that were all fucked. I don't know. You would just think that if Tupac died in it, you know, I you know there's going to be looking for fucking blood or what? Well, I, I mean, they could clean it a little bit, I guess. But uh, well, he's not dead anyway. So well, didn't they that's just? Why I didn't sell. What was the deal with uh, OJ's? Oh, his Bronco too. Was yeah, didn't that just sell or something? He was going to buy. They tried it? to sell it. I think oh. somebody. I think that Pawn Star show. But, but uh, yeah, just weird to see the car that Tupac got killed in for sale. You know, there's some just there's some macabre weird people out there. Yeah. Although I'd like to ride in that, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. I miss Tupac, man. <laughs> not like I, not well, like Tupac I really knew him. Fifty now. 
probably. He'd be cool as shit, though, dude. You think so? Oh, hell yeah. You think he'd be wearing skinny jeans and glasses with no rims like all these other rappers? I don't know. Look at rappers, Snoop. Rappers these days got, like, pink hair. It's changed, man. Dude, they, they look we like... Went, we went to Thailand, dude, and the game is, like, completely changed, bro. I think bro. once we left, man. Everybody, yeah, they're all little something. Li- yeah. Little. I think there was a little... Little, little Yachty. Uzi, little Little Bootsy. Uzi Vert. It's different, man. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. Shit. I'm not trying to, like, get the rap community against me. But it's different when you're used to because we listen to still at AK Thailand. We still listen to like Tupac and like T.I. and like 50 Cent and Eminem and all the old school stuff. Nobody, and, when you, and when you flip it on, on hip hop now, it's like, what? Like the greatest rap song of all time is Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. I don't even know what that is. I, I probably don't know you it. Talk to me. If I heard it, I probably know. You like candy paint shop or whatever. What? Ice cream paint job? Yeah, you, that's horrible. That is an amazing song. That's horrible. It's about painting a car. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's the worst song ever. But anyway, Crossroads. Y'all, y'all can attest to this. Anybody leave who's ever a comment. Heard music? Yeah, Crossroads leave, is the best rap song of all time. Le- le- guys, leave comments. I'm really gonna go back and uh, answer all these comments and, and and communicate and like and have conversation with you guys. So like, if we say something wrong, if if you don't agree about what we're saying about the new yeah. tough season, if or you want or, me alive. If you want Mark alive, or if if like you know what your take is on Daniel versus Stipe, like leave a comment and we'll we'll communicate on there and we'll like go back and forth and uh, I enjoy it, man. I really do enjoy it because we work hard, we work all day, but I don't sleep much, so at nighttime mm. is my computer time, and I love going on there, man. You guys, have, you're always leaving a ton of comments on these on these podcasts, and like There's I appreciate some hilarious it. ones in there. There's too. some really funny ones, man. My blue buttons, dude. dude was <laughs> hang on. There's one. Hold up, we keep talking about the outtakes, and I just read it. Nathan. Nathan. Nathan Linsky or something? Linsky. That guy always fucks me up. He's cool, though, man. And you know what he did was on this the podcast, not this one, but the previous one. I think it was the one with Dana. The one we, we give the recap on Dana coming here. He was like, because we went on about the outtakes being hilarious. Because you think it's hilarious. I think it's offensive and controversial. You think it's hilarious because you think you're funny. But he said wow. it's horrible and let it go. Quote, unquote. He said, let it go. And when you look at our podcast, it is the least watched video. So maybe he's right. Not only do I want to give but it a I don't understand. How do people week? know it's so bad if, if they haven't it. seen it? So how is this like, how do they know? Try it. Try I it, it guys. Just try it. I guess, fuck them. I mean, what can it's you the do? Worst, it's the worst video we've ever done. It doesn't it's, matter. It hasn't even broke a thousand views. It doesn't need to. <laughs> I'll catch so it. I'll bad, give it up dude. there. It's so bad, I guess. Um, so see, we covered the, th- uh, the million views. We're looking at. We're not looking at our cheat board right now. By the way, I'm just twisting my neck over here to the side. Um, Looks like you're looking at that cheat board. I know, but I'm just got a crick in my neck. Oh man. Okay. So anyway, we covered all the main stuff. Yeah. Uh, one thing that happened recently at the post presser. This isn't on a cheat board. You can attest to that. This is just out of my head. Yeah, because I have to write everything for you. Right. My handwriting is like bad, dude. You saw my handwriting. Yeah. I can't write, dude. So uh, one thing that's interesting to note is our boy Khabib is fighting uh, Ferguson for the undisputed championship. Now, the interesting part about that was that Conor McGregor is still the champion, and the reporters at the post-conference were trying to find out from Dana, when's he getting stripped? Has he gotten stripped? And there's something going on there. I don't know what it is. Something's going on, man, because Dana wouldn't answer the question. He kept alluding to, like, does anyone else have a question or don't worry about it? But it only makes sense. You can't be fighting for the undisputed championship and Connor still be the champion. So there's some kind of plan in the works there that I'm really curious about what's going to happen. Okay, go My ahead. theory is 
Connor agreed, look, don't strip me. I will fight the winner of whoever this is. So, okay, let me ask you this. Can this happen? Can he be the undisputed champion? Then after their fight, can his belt, like, like in a video game, convert to an interim belt? <laughs> like, That's a good become, question. Can he become the interim champion and then fight for the undisputed championship? Does like, he lose his belt to become interim champion? Okay, you, this might be breaking news right now. We might be like actually predicting. I what's think going I'm on. right. So what might happen is they might turn his belt into an interim belt. Can you do that? I mean, yeah. dude, in the world of all these interim belts, you can do it. Dana White can make I them can't understand. from here on. Out. I mean, they make the rules up as they go. So like, why mm. not? So Conor McGregor officially now has an interim belt, and now. Ferguson and Khabib is fighting for the undisputed. I mean, how, it doesn't really matter. Maybe they can do that. Khabib's going to win them both, all three yeah, belts, six different belts. Sure, I can't wait. And like man. I said, when I talked to Dana, he he was very, very, very persistent on the fact that Conor McGregor would fight anyone. I've said this before in the other podcast, but like he, because I was like, "There's no way he's fighting Khabib. There's no way." You know, I train with Khabib, and but he probably wants forty-one million to do it. You know? Maybe, maybe. And you know what? He posted a picture on social media today with three watches. Two were Rolex and one was a Peter something. Yeah, I'm a big watch guy, so, uh, but I don't know what this Peter watch was. But anyway, he posted a, a picture with three watches and he said, no more fighting or no more fight game for me. Or, he said something like that. He doesn't need to anymore. So now is he not fighting? Like, what, is he just fucking with us or what? I don't know. He's the type of guy that's like, doesn't have to fight. And he's the type of guy that's so set up and he's got such a good team around him. He really doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. Like Floyd Mayweather makes more money. He's made more money. He he's worth more. more money, but he blows it. And he's the type of guy I could see blowing through his money. Mm. Conor McGregor has significantly less than, than Floyd Mayweather, but I think his team around him, dude, I don't think he, he never has to fight again. I mean, I don't think I don't see uh, Conor buying a 72-room mansion like or something like that. It, that either way, I, I just constantly see, in my opinion, I see Conor's wealth just continues to rise, yeah. no matter if he fights or not. So in that in that circumstance, why would you fight? You know, like what's the point? Why risk? Anything? I could fight right now, and I'm not making Conor McGregor money for sure. But I don't want to fight. I'm gonna get you to fight one more time. I don't want to fight, dude. Doesn't matter. I don't want to fight, I f dude. That, like I said, it was come 38, and it's cool. Like when we have business meetings, and like when I'm doing my business stuff now, to be like, yeah, I used to do that UFC stuff. That was cool. That was fun for me, you know. But it's like I don't want to fight anymore, man. I don't want to go out there and fight. I really Would don't. You fight McGregor. I'd fight McGregor. <laughs> I'd fight McGregor. <laughs> I'd fight McGregor, dude. I'd fight McGregor. There's no chance I'd have that. There's no chance I'd get off of that fight. But I'd fight I'd fight him just because you can't pass up a fight like that. Right. But I really don't have any interest in fighting. You know, it was fun for me. And I never fought to, like, I got into the sport before it was, like, you know, the fame and the money and all that. So it's like my, my reason for getting into fighting was honest. I wanted to fight to be yeah, the best. Dude, you were making $50 a night fighting three times or something like that in gyms with rope. As their yeah, but it was it was like uh, expense money. I wasn't even getting paid. Yeah, and then my first pro fight was in 1998 at Humble Civic Center. I fought Victor Bell, and it was like a rodeo arena, and I didn't get paid. Yeehaw. Dude, I fought with Eve Edwards, Travis Luter, Shannon Rich. We all fought on the same card, and Travis Luter fought Anderson Silva in the UFC. Jumped ahead of me and got yeah. my spot against yeah. Anderson Silva. I remember. Um, it's funny that back then I would have never known that you would be the guy that he was like one one of the main events of the or co-main events of the fight that night, and that he was going to eventually jump ahead of me and fight Anderson Silva for the belt. Um, and Eve Edwards, longtime training partner of mine, and obviously fought in UFC, and he's a commentator and doing some analyst work for the UFC. So it was a historic first fight, and the promoter belled 
I mean, I was owed like 250 bucks or something for that fight. Like, he literally left. Kind of like, remember, you owed me about 200 bucks for tripping down graduation. Yeah. You never paid me. Yeah, but I let you live here for a long time and gave you a good job. And I say nice things about you. So I think we're even. Yeah. You really showed me that, that comment. I think you liked it when the guy got me. I deleted it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. You know, I'm cool with comments until it's like, wish you're dead. It's like, come on, bro. Like, get a life. Yeah. Like, if it's, it, say what you want. And I, trust me, I've left plenty of comments about everyone, you know, if, if they're funny. And but if it's if funny or, or a constrictive. Or, or if it's like, if it's a real thing. And we've had a lot of people trashed our intro. Okay, we, we, we accept it. You know, we try to fix it. We want to do what's best for everyone. I mean, this is for people to, this isn't for just us. We enjoy it. But we're putting these shows together for other people to watch and, and enjoy. So it's not like we want them to be shitty. Yeah. So I know. enjoy the jealous guys that are like, Mark shouldn't even be on that show. He's yeah. a dickhead. I'm like, well, you know. I was also in a van with Dana White two, three weeks ago either. I bet you <laughs> wish you were on that too. Huh? <laughs> so tough yeah. shit, guys. I mean, it's just the way that the world works out, guys. And, and like I said, Mark, he couldn't give better input on fighting. He watches it every single day. He sells packages to it. He deals with fighters. Yeah. We have one of the biggest fight gyms in the world. We have some of the best fighters in the world that come through there, all the ACB guys, the UFC guys, Bellator. Um, and he's been with me through my career. So it's like he knows a lot about fighting. And if you don't agree with it, mm. so be it. That's your point. I mean, your job is to, to share your opinion and whatever I people. I feel like a bunch of my comments people can relate to. Because like I said, you know, I mean, I, I'm a fan just like all the other guys. I've never fought. Doesn't matter. The CEO of Boeing doesn't know how to fly a plane, I bet. But who gives a shit? You know, he runs the whole place. So, like, you know, we work at the gym or doing this. I don't have to fight to know it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think, uh, ah, well, who cares? Just, anyway. I'm trying to think of the other headlines we can cover it real fast. Um, Is Nate Diaz supposed to fight Kevin Lee or something? Oh, two things, actually, now that you mentioned that. Uh, yeah, so it looks like uh, Eddie Alvarez and Nate Diaz are going at it. Um I guess Nate Diaz was giving Eddie a hard time because he lost to Conor McGregor, and he beat Conor McGregor. So uh, Eddie Alvarez's reply was, you got ragdolled by RDA, which is interesting. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I would love to watch Nate Diaz and Eddie Alvarez. I'd, I'd pay to watch I'd that watch fight. It. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sure, a lot of people would. You know, yeah. It'll obviously be a main event. It won't be on the, on the Facebook card, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you... Um do you think if Nick and Nate took a different approach without the whole Stockton 504 fuck you and smoking weed and all that, like, do you think that sponsors have kind of... Stockton 209. Stockton, well, whatever. 504 <laughs> is uh, Louisiana. Sorry, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, I just, I don't know. You, you would almost think that, yeah, I get it. It's People can relate to it and all that shit, but it just seems like if you want big name sponsors and, like, I mean... Burger King or whoever the hell the big sponsors are now, and they're just they're shying away from that. You would assume. I think they're losing money for sure. I think they're losing money because this is the day and age where the old days you had to be the tough guy and get the fights, and the hardcore fans wanted to see these you know these tough guys that like were brawlers. I think now uh, with the fan with the um, mainstream media and the mainstream sponsorships coming on board. They want to, you know, in my opinion, you know, I'm not going to yeah. try to talk shit about him, but I will say another fun fact that I really appreciate about old Nick Diaz. Uh, my cover for Fight Magazine. So one of the proudest things I've done was be the cover of Fight Magazine. Now, I got that cover specifically because of Nick Diaz. Why? How funny is that? So what happened was. Did he no show? 
kind of. <laughs> now, how crazy is this? So it was it was Nick Diaz, and I was like number two in line to be the cover of Fight Magazine because of, uh, I was winning fights, and I was working my way back to the title. And they literally went to Stockton to try to find Nick Diaz, and they, they talked to his people, and they had meetings set up, and they said, you're going to be you know the feature of Fight Magazine. We're going to do a photo shoot. We're going to do an interview. And they went to Stockton and tried to find him for three days. So for three days, they tried to track him down. And he kept saying, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there. I'm going to the gym at this time. And they could never find him. So, so they got frustrated. I'm not going to say who the writer was, but you, you can see if you look it up. Uh, they got frustrated, called back, and said, we can't find him. He's not going to do this. He, he doesn't seem to take it serious. So they went down to number two, which was me. So they just drove right from Stockton to San Jose. Got my Fight Magazine cover. You showed up. So thank you, Nick Diaz, for not uh, making yourself available because that was one of my my good moments of my career. I was so excited, dude. How many covers? It was so want? excited to go to the newsstand and see you on the cover of a magazine. Ah, that was fucking awesome for me. How many covers you've been on? Three, but that was the most important. And I remember uh, Michael Jordan was on the cover of a magazine. So I took the picture. I like, put them together, you know, like they were next to each other. They really weren't. But Mike, I like you, but you're no Michael Jordan, dude. No, no, no. But it was cool to see him. <laughs> it was cool to see him on the newsstand. Michael Jordan on this one, me on the other one. Do you know who Michael Jordan is? Yeah, right. he played baseball. So he actually did. Anyway, yeah. Good call. So what year? You tell me what year. He I don't baseball. know, dude. He's a basketball player. Whatever. Get LeBron James is better. Look, forget it. I agree with you on that one too. Um, where are we going with that? Before that. Um, uh, if, if Diaz brothers were a little more conservative, yeah, or yeah who at least knows? My, my opinion, yeah, my opinion, yes, for sure. And then going on that again, two more things. So they're saying now that Michael Bisping might be fighting Sugar Rashad Evans in his retirement fight. That's another uh, hot topic and hell of a fight. I mean, Sugar Rashad's I think on a four fight losing streak or something. Have they fought before yet? Yes. I don't know who won the. I don't remember. There's so many. Like you said, there's 500 and. Why am I pulling a blank on that? I'm pretty sure uh, Rashad won. And I think this might be the revenge match. Because Sugar Rashad, they fought a lot of the same guys, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Rashad's on, a, I think, a four-fight losing streak right now. Um, and it, it's just Michael's a fight. too. Yeah, it, it's a fight that just makes sense, you know? And, like, uh, I'd watch it. And I think they want to make that the retirement fight for uh, for Bisping and UFC London. I don't know when that card's going to be, yeah. but I guess it's going to be one in London. So I'd watch it. I mean, that... Yeah. And it's funny because the night before I found that out, um, I was on Instagram and I saw this Quint if you go to Quentin Rampage Jackson's Instagram, you'll see it. There's a video and it looks so set up, right? They're filming Quentin and he's walking in the club. He bumps into Rashad Evans. Oh, geez. They start talking. He touches his chest like that, barely, you know, look talking in the ear. And then Quentin's like, of all the clubs in the world, I run into this asshole, you know, Sugar Rashad Evans. I hope this bitch is outside when I go outside. So I'm thinking like of all the clubs in the world. So I'm thinking when I saw that, I'm thinking like, oh shit, Rashad went to Bellator. I'm like, it's gonna be uh, they're setting up the next fight, uh, Rampage versus uh, Sugar Rashad. And then the very next day, they started talking about uh, this Bisping fight. So I guess not. So maybe it was kind of real, but it looks so fake. So post your opinions on that on the, on the comments. Go to Rampage's uh, Instagram and, and tell me what you think. But it looks a little too WWE for me. Mm. And I don't I mean, know their history, so maybe I'm totally, the maybe the joke's on me because I don't know the history. Maybe they're joking, but I don't know. I don't know how that fight would even go. Ugh. I mean, Quentin's, what, 250? Rashad. He's so big. Didn't Rashad fight 185? Yeah, I mean, he's small. He will be, he'll fight Bisping 185. But, yeah, who knows, man. 
I think that's all the, the news, so we'll wrap yeah. this thing up. We never do a good job of wrapping these shows up, so let's just try to like do it this time. Speaking of rap, Crossroads is the best rap song of all time. <laughs> See, this is why we never wrap a show up. I'm just you always you know. have to keep going. What are we at? Like, it's gonna be ah, it's gonna be another hour and twenty minute episode, dude. <laughs> just about bone thugs and harmony. But we'll wrap it up. I want to thank our sponsors, MikeSwick.com, the number one fight entertainment site, AKThailand.com, the number one. Hey, our new slogan: the world's premier luxury training resort. Yes, we need to make some shirts. Yeah, because we are building an entire resort. I mean, it's it's literally, like I said, we're building the basketball court and all that stuff. It's huge already, obviously, but when they see where we're going and our ideas, the tower that I plan on building, you know oh, a little bit about stop. that. I know, I'm not going to give too much yeah. away, but I'm kind of going with the Dubai kind of style of like just building stuff that's just so crazy that you have to go. You know, like not only is the training good, the curriculum good, the facilities are state-of-the-art, it's safe. we got a restaurant, the best coaching, I think. but the Best staff. Man, if we can build the most amazing facilities that's never been done, I'm talking like it's going to be incredible. And it's cool to be able to do that, you know, and like starting that, that you know, they're clearing the land tomorrow for the, the rec area. I'm excited about that. I dude. can't wait until we have like AK versus these other gyms in Thailand basketball games at night. Some there barbecue, maybe a drink or two. Horse, though. Shit it has to be horse. I don't know what the other I don't know all the rules for the other stuff, dude. Yeah, well, you're not going to play. Passing and all that stuff. You're dribbling? Where to, yeah, dri- I don't want to. Do all oh, that stuff. My God. Just H O R S E. Twitter, I you're a professional handle. athlete, but that bad at. Buddy, I had to, you have to focus that hard on one sport to be significant at it. And I wasn't even like a champ or anything. Yeah, but I guarantee, like, Cormier. I can't is good sit around like you and watch documentaries. What was the latest documentary you saw? What about serial killers that are, that are vegan or something? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, what? Yeah, it was uh, Celery Killers. What's <laughs> the name? <laughs> Is that too stupid? Did you say celery killers? I didn't have much time to work with it here. Seriously, this guy watches documentaries about everything. It's unbelievable. So, like, I don't have time to watch documentaries on every sport in the world. Okay, Thailand doesn't have any kind of television for shit. And I have to watch TV to go to sleep. It just... And I can only watch... I can't watch, you know... I mean, is there a documentary you haven't seen, though, in the last, like, ten years? You've Uh, watched every one, I think. I've watched them on... Some weird shit, yeah. Anyway, well, you follow all the sports. So, you, so not only do you watch sports, you watch the documentaries about them. So you get all the extra well, details. I'm extremely intelligent, you know. Ugh. Ugh. Let's on that note. Let's go oh, ahead. It's and... not. I'm not just good looks, Michael. Oh, is that it? I've got some important stuff to talk about. Well, I can't wait to see it. It works. Except for the guy that wants me to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched a documentary on that guy. Yeah. But. Well, cool, man. All right. So we're in the show now. We got another show coming up. Uh, we'll be doing another podcast, full episode. With one of my buddies here, yeah. um, he fights for Bellator. Noad Lahat, Neo, uh, he's trained alongside me for ten years at AK headquarters. He's in Vegas now. Really, really good jujitsu guy. Cool as hell too. He's super cool. So we'll have him on here in a couple of days. He's here training right now at AK Thailand. So hopefully in a couple of days, like two days from now, maybe we'll have him on and uh, we'll talk about Bellator, talk about his fighting career, talk about old school AKA. And, and kind of reminisce. A lot of you guys have asked me two things. They want to see uh, the tour of AKA, and they want to see up-and-coming fighters and, and kind of feature some of these guys that are coming up. He fought in a main event in, Be- in Bellator in Israel. So he's he's as up-and-coming as you get, you know what I mean? And he's mm-hmm. a young fighter. He's, he's done really well for his career. He's fought in the UFC. He's fought in Bellator. So we should be having him on the show in the next couple of days, and uh, we'll keep these rolling. I'll do it with you. And and you're, you're welcome to come back anytime, you know, like uh, – me yeah you're welcome to come back and 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 set in and i live here i'm just saying you know yeah you're you're welcome to come back if you want 
or I can just do it with other people. You know, oh, guests. Okay. Uh, some of the people want that. <laughs> yeah. Assholes. All right. All right, man. Well, uh, I want to say thank you to all the people that read it and Underground Forum, all the people leaving comments. Thank you so much. All the people, period. Over yeah. a million views, man. Thanks, One guys. 1,064,000. Six yeah. That's pretty crazy. Did you think when, when we decided, because we're not wrapping the show up again, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> we're the worst at it. Um, did you think when, when, let's talk about when we decided to turn this room into a studio. Let's talk about that real fast, the history of this. So I remember it was an empty room and I just said, hey man, let's just do a, a podcast studio and then we could just do it. If anyone cares, they care. If they don't, they don't. Did you imagine in six months yeah. we'd have a million sixty-four thousand views? No. Just on YouTube. That's not counting uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the audio platforms where he, most people listen. He actually wrote on the board. We have another board that we put all of our <laughs> yeah. AK business on in the living room. And uh, he actually made a little Mark's motivation for the podcast out of 10. Yeah. And I, I gave you a three. And, they had three or four. And that was three. And now it's a 10. I didn't think we'd, I, I didn't he, think he, people he, gave that much shit about us. Yeah, he wouldn't get motivated. I'm like, dude, let's build a podcast studio and then we can reach the world with all of our stories, bring people in from the gym. And he was like, Ugh. and then he went and watched the documentary. Is that how it went down? Dude, your motive. I have it on there right now. I'll take a picture of it and put it on this damn podcast. The motivation level was a three I put for you. And then I said, what I say? I put uh, July, it was 23rd. Yeah. And then July 23rd. January it was before 23rd. first episode. And I put January 23rd. And I said, let's see where you're at by January 23rd. And I guarantee you it's going to be better than, than yeah. an eight or nine. And where are you at? So let's go ahead and get the official uh, I'm motivation. I'm a solid nine. See? Yeah. I was right. Ten if we just get some... Some better light. I mean, we've had so many people on the podcast that actually came here already. So that was pretty yeah. cool. Like Dana. Who would have thought we'd had Dana on the podcast and he would have came and yeah. we'd filmed another like kind Javier, of mini cast with him. Javier, Luke's coming. Luke's uh, fighting next month in uh in Perth. And him, Luke just texted me. He just put a story out last night that we did for uh AKA talking about coming back to AK Thailand. But he's coming, Javier's coming, and Bob Cook's coming. So we're gonna do like a AK yeah, I reunion. Can't wait, man. It's gonna be some good times. Yeah. We're going to tear it Javier's up in here. great to go out to dinner with. He's just, he's fun. I love yeah. Him. All right. All right. We're going to wrap it up for good now. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And we appreciate all the love, all the support, all the criticism. If there is some, we want to make it the best show uh, for you guys. So just let us know what you think. And we will try and fix it, make it better. Bone thugs and harmony. If I have to get rid roads. of this guy, I mean, I'll do it if I have to. Wow. All right. I'm just kidding. I'll never get rid of you, dude. Aww. 23 years. Come on. Well, you're welcome. I could have uh, I could have gotten rid of you a lot of times already. I could have got rid of you. I'm just saying. It ain't just a one right. way. Okay, this is weird. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for watching. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. With Mike Swig. <laughs>